Today on Talk About That, John drives without a license and has dreams of an NIL endorsement deal. Meanwhile, I try intermittent fasting and ponder why some people need their food to hurt them. Plus a conversation about grace and truth in that order and why it's dangerous to make yourself the hero of your own story. Today's episode is not sponsored by the snooze button. Go ahead, do it. You'll probably like your next job better anyway. All aboard the train to Bentertown. It's John and Johnny talk about that. Chugga, 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 chugga. What was that from? I don't know. Why do we do the the weird toot? Oh, that might be, is that Major Pain? It was Major Pain. Wow. Yeah. yeah. An underrated Damon Wayans film. Yeah, I mean... We've are, talked about several underrated Damon Wayans films because we're big fans of Blank Man. Oh, man. That's a, that's a, hidden, <laughs> a hidden gem. Not a sponsor, but... What was the, what was the name of the robot? Uh, J5. J5 is gingerly on his way. He's going it's down like the steps. a Just, robot made out of a mop bucket. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, don't, I haven't done a lot of trains. Like I've I've done subways yeah. in major cities, you know, but like I I really it's one of my things. Like one of my things I really want to like be cross country. Yeah, like I want to do the train from like Seattle down to San Francisco, and I want to be in the dining car, and and you know I want to have that experience. They're bringing you your your delicious cup of coffee. Yeah, and you're just watching the scenery. You, you just know. want to get riding done. That's all you care about. You know. You think you'll be inspired by the vistas? Maybe Laura's over there reading a book, and she's just like, you know, honey. Maybe she's reading what you just wrote, and she's hanging on every word. See, now this is getting very fantastical. <laughs> like it is. You know, occasionally, I'll be... You're asking a lot of Laura over I'll here. I'll be so excited. Oh, she's always gracious, but occasionally, I'll be, I'll be like, uh, so excited about something that I just wrote. Uh-huh. It's very raw. And Do you me, watch her reaction? Um, I try not to because it's not fair to her. Yeah. But I'm like, look, do you leave I, the room? I'm like, look, I know this is a mistake. I know it is. No, I'm not ever supposed to do this. Oh no. Not because she told me not to. Just because you just don't do it to people. Like I don't. You know. Yeah. But I just, I just, I want to read you this and just, you know. And then yeah, you can, you, you can never. And if you're excited enough to read it to her, she knows you must be proud of it. Right. So then she has to like match your energy. And here's the deal: it's usually not about. The writing in the moment, though that maybe yeah. I'm not saying it's not bad writing. It, it very well could be. It's usually that I am interrupting something else she's already doing. So oh, now, sure. now I've been in this for like five hours. Uh-huh. I need you to drop everything you're doing to keep our life moving during that five hours, uh-huh. and suddenly like be five hours in with me in excitement and energy. Yeah. And it's just a lot to ask. I feel like these are her words. I feel, I feel like she said those specific <laughs> words to you. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, did I get it pretty close? So, no, she's never said that. She's always very gracious. It so reminds I mean, me, though, of that scene. Was that movie with Chevy Chase where he wrote a book? He's writing a novel, and they move to the country, uh-huh. and then he has her read his final draft or whatever, yeah. and then she's he's watching her around the fireplace, and then she keeps not reacting, and he's like, that was the funny part, you know? And, <laughs> And then the end, she has to like tell him that she hated the book, and it like yeah. destroys their that whole. That was a funny farm. Funny farm, yeah. Chevy Chase, and then she ends up writing a book about like squirrels. Wasn't wasn't and his she it? gets a children's book deal or something. His was a children's book too. I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but anyway, I think she takes the idea like the whole book should be about these squirrels, and then she writes a book about squirrels and gets a book deal. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, like it. Don't they divorce? I don't. In the end, I can't. I remember. think they stay in the town because the whole thing, the whole part of the town is they're trying to get out, right? And so they end up hiring everybody in the town to be normal because somebody's coming to buy the house, right? 
And then the, everybody is so great in like Norman Rockwell painting that he goes, I think we're going to stay. And then they all like get mad because he's decided like, you guys were so great. I want to stay. Yeah. It's hard to watch Chevy Chase movies now because he's one of those guys who has spent like 40 years burning bridges in Hollywood. That's and, what they say. And he's just not a great guy. And so you just know when you watch a movie, you're like, oh, he was really rude to everyone there. Probably like he's a pill. To yeah, work I with. struggle with that when especially there's good comedic or romantic chemistry on the screen and you find yeah. out they all hated each other or whatever. So what's going to happen to us? People are going to be like, they stayed together that long doing that oh, podcast. Johnny. They must have just loved it because there was no contractual reason. Yeah, listener, I can tell you right now. There's no reason for us to be doing this if we didn't like it. And that's because... We do it for the love. Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm not going to People go, you said about college football, and now you can't say it anymore. These kids are doing it for the right reason. Not like the these game. pro athletes. Right. They're like, got a $2 million NIL deal. Yeah. Where's my NIL? Yeah. Who would you want a no, name, image, likeness deal from Nobody if you could have wants one? to use my name, image, and likeness. That's what I'm learning. So, oh, been, no. you know, I've been shopping around, and they're yeah. like, uh, we've seen your image, at least. Not wanting to want that. And Name. You know, what's the difference between your image and your likeness? I guess that they could draw a caricature of me or a logo out, like like a Jordan logo. We've had people draw caricatures of, of like, us. It's not like, you know, the, his legs spread and his arms out with the yeah. ball. It's like a little guy hunched over at yeah. a computer. That's my mm-hmm. likeness. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Just put that on your shirt right here. <laughs> like, uh, just sit it or whatever. You know just what I'm saying? Just sit, yeah. Yeah. So, just have a seat. <laughs> It's beautiful. It's my likeness. But I, we, well, you know, who would you want if you could have a sponsor? Who would you be like? This is a company I could represent. I could do well. That's a that's a really tough. You're asking hard questions. You're wearing Adidas. You're wearing Adidas warm up jacket right now. I like Adidas. I like the three stripes on the on the sleeves. Yeah. Um, Powerful branding. Like. Does it have to be someone who would actually represent things that I do? Or are you saying if I was a well, cool know, like, person or an athlete or someone with any sort of no, skill set? But like, you know, some of these, even podcasts, they get ads. Yeah. They get a chance to promote things that maybe they don't even use or believe in. Yeah. And sometimes you have these people to take these stands. I'm not doing it unless I use the product. Like, what's a product that you'd be like, well, I already buy this. Why not get a bunch of free ones sent to the house? How about Audible memberships? Because, you know, I recorded an audiobook. There you go. And I, All I, the books you want. Yeah, like maybe it was a, some sort of book company. You wanted That's to like, the most boring endorsement. <laughs> That's your fantasy endorsement Just sit. is Audible. John Driver uses Audible. And we don't care. <laughs> it costs them nothing. It's just it's just ones and zeros they're sending you. It's not even money. There's like, yeah, you can have all the free books. This is all you want. Yeah, that's it. I it's like you, when Kramer took the deal for the free coffees uh, after he's burned in Seinfeld. They're right. like, all the all the free lattes you ever want. And he goes, done. And they were getting ready to say all the money or whatever. And he, he said yes before they could. That's what you took. I think you would do a reverse image likeness for me to yeah. a deal like this. Will like, you stay away from our brand? Well, How much do we got to pay you to not use our product? I was thinking more like, okay. like say some sort of like focus app or something because, and you'd use me as like I'm preaching or something. Oh, okay. So you're like, the before guy. Right. If you have to sit through John Driver's sermons, mm-hmm. you're going to need this app. You know what I'm saying? And so like if you're using me as the problem, not as, okay. not as the thing you're trying to promote. Yeah. I could, like, I could see myself being like the before guy at like a gym, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Do, do we, does anybody pay those guys? They like, must, hey, come here or you'll look like Johnny. For, you know, yeah. And always promote you as that. I was thinking last night about trying intermittent fasting again, and I realized it's like the last refuge of a fat person, like a fat thinking person. Because you're basically like saying, maybe it's what time I'm eating the Taco Bell. 
right. You're Maybe not going to change the behavior. Right. Like, what if I wait till eight oh one to eat this whole sleeve of Twinkies? <laughs> yeah. Right. I think I just solved this. The thing about intermittent fasting for me is like the mittens don't seem to work. No. Like I don't sweat enough from that. No. You're I mean, right. I don't know. Even, Remember when people were wearing those full body suits, like the sauna suits? Look like they're wearing a trash bag and oh, they yeah. try to sweat out there. Another Chevy Chase movie. They wore those on uh, Christmas Vacation, The Neighbors. Oh, did they? Oh, that's was, right. Uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Which now we're full circle with Seinfeld and Chevy Chase. Guys. Julia Louis-Dreyfus, though, known as one of the best people, though, like to be around. She's, she's I wonder how her. And so in the movie, she's the worst, and Chevy Chase is the best. Interesting. Guys. See? There it is. Art, there it is right Art there. does not imitate life. No. But anyway, I'm going to try intermittent listening. In my marriage, I've been doing it for a while. Oh, wow. And it seems to be working out. I just like from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. You just don't listen. Yeah, and then no matter then what, she, it really makes a difference when you listen at eight. Be like I told you this, you go, sweetie. It you was, told me that in my window. I was fasting. That was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then intermittent after, cursing. It's another thing we've tried. I will say you lose faster that way. That is your marriage. Yeah, you lose, lose it fast. You lose relationships. Yeah. That used to be the old joke about uh, doing the Atkins diet. I've been on. I've been on the Atkins diet for. You know, uh, 14 days. So far, I've lost two weeks or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> Two weeks. Uh, <laughs> three friends. Three friends yeah. and the one marriage. Yeah. 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 I, you know, I've, I'm, I'm pretty uh, pretty straight on keto now for – I'm going on two and a half, three months now <sighs> back on the keto. But I say keto. It's really more low carb mm-hmm. because like true keto, like people are peeing on the stick to see if they're in, you know – not keto sticks, just random no, right. sticks just they find. Just walking around in the woods <laughs> and just picking up sticks. It's very back to nature in that way. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, this stick always turns like a darker color when I pee on it. <laughs> yeah, because it's mean? wet. You've made the stick wet. It's a darker color. No, I think I'm in keto. I'm in full ketosis. ketosis. <laughs> I've got a good feeling about this. <laughs> just peeing on random sticks. Like, sir, this is a Hardee's. <laughs> you need... To get your order and get out of here. They really got me. <laughs> I love that they took Mike Lindell's phone. The FBI came and took Mike Lindell's phone in a Hardee's. It was just is such that a, where they got it? It's such a funny story. He's in a Hardee's. Because, like, literally, that's the whole thing is, like, when somebody's saying something crazy, the whole comeback on Twitter is always like, sir, this is a Wendy's or, sir, this is a Hardee's. And he literally was probably, like, ordering and telling them, the election's a fraud and screaming at them. And they're like, sir, uh, this is a Hardee's. And then the FBI came in and took his phone. <laughs> in the Hardee's. <laughs> Anyway, oh, my goodness. I just think it's great that he's in a Hardee's. Like that tells me, like right. he's a he's a down to earth guy. He's eating what I eat. Hardee's is not the kind of restaurant. And I think you know, I watched the food that built America on Hardee's, and I'm trying to remember. I think the guy's name was Hardy. Obviously, yeah, that makes sense. I'm trying to remember though. They're, they're in Carl Carl's Jr. Right. That's the weird thing is the branding, the weird uh, East Coast West Coast branding of yeah. Carl's Jr. and Hardee's. My wife's screaming at the at the podcast right now because she probably remembers yeah exactly how that split came um but i know that's kind of almost like shoney's and and big boy yeah right because they then there's frish's that was the other big boy restaurant yeah and they all have the weird statue of the chubby kid yeah which i think they kind of in the 80s and 90s people started being like maybe we don't want a fat guy being our logo Right, eat here. People, and, yeah, <laughs> eat yeah. here. Look like the big boy. I was like the big boy growing up. What we, we call it? Husky. Did you have the? Before you husky? Yeah. I remember the first pants. I remember my mom bought for me in like the whatever section. It was probably like going into fifth grade or fourth or fifth grade. And I remember like we went shopping, and I think I was a size. I remember being a size sixteen husky. 
Wow. I had a big butt always. My whole life I yeah, had a big butt. Lie. And so uh, I was a husky boy. Yeah. And uh, I don't – that's not a – do people still say husky about it? I don't know if there's still – there they was a say husky section, if you remember. Stout. You hear women say they're stout sometimes. Um, there used to be a, a, a big and tall shop that my mother shopped at. It was called Catherine's Stout Shop. Really? And I thought that was like, all right, well. I think they there is a – That, of course, Lane Bryant just doesn't have any – there's nothing in the name that would say other than you know Lane Bryant. No, I think the, that's great because why differentiate? I mean, most people yeah. are just – are not the sizes of the models you see. No. Most, the, the average right. person. And I exactly. do like that the modeling Most people are stout and they're husky, It's just including normal-looking people yes. now. Sure. And I hope that, hopefully that's diminishing that stigma and that shame. But We're here to break it down. But I we ate at Shoney's a lot on Sunday nights, and this is how you know your background. We had Sunday night church. Yeah. And you did too, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. And you didn't miss. Of course, I was you the, took a nap between a sometimes. I'd either, you know, when I was a teenager, we'd like, you hang out after church, go play basketball all afternoon with the youth group or uh-huh. something else, you know, hang out and then come back sweaty. Sometimes you'd played in your Sunday clothes or yep. you put them back on. Yeah. But now without the tie or whatever, you yeah. know what I'm saying? That's how. Or was, you took a nap in those clothes and now they're a little bit more, you're a little yeah. disheveled. It's the same outfit, but it's not got, it's not got any pizzazz on it anymore. It's no. not got, all the shine is gone. Yeah. Those Sundays felt like they lasted like a week. And they're actually really good memories in terms of like hanging out with your friends all yeah. afternoon and come back. The, you now the service at night, that's what you had to. And I, I'm not saying this because it's a bad service. It's just when you're a kid, you're like, we're going back to church on the same day. It's like you're an enduring that service. Yeah. I mean, I liked church as a kid for the most part, but I played music. So I like playing music. Oh, you played even as a kid? Oh yeah, twelve. Oh, I don't years remember old. this. Oh, I don't remember this. I, I didn't started know playing this. keyboard in church when I was twelve. I didn't notice. And then I started playing bass almost immediately. My cousin taught me bass. It makes sense because by the time you came to college, when I met you, you were already really good on piano and stuff. So it makes sense you would have started playing. I just didn't know that you were allowed to play in church that young. I was not the, the pianist. I was playing a keyboard, a Casio, Okay. with the team. And I think we had me turned down for a lot of the time just to learn like the chords and stuff. And then as I got better, we, we would pull up the volume so it wouldn't you know they mute train you. wreck the whole thing. So it's just like really learning by doing. That was really the way, you know. You're just playing like a, a wooden board with like they've painted keys <laughs> on it. John doesn't know. It's okay. <clears throat> That's very funny. <laughs> That's very funny. Well, and they would um, – we didn't have like chord charts and stuff. Like he would just call out the chords. That's how I learned to play by ear. It's like, well, you just got to know what the next chord was. Man, it's so, like Mr. Miyagi. So like that's when I learned. I learned like, that. paint the fence. And you're like, I don't know. <laughs> it really was like, I mean, you know, we were kind of a, um, Nashville is an interesting culture yeah. unto itself because it's kind of, it can be country mm-hmm. in a city. And so like Nashville has its own, and of course I'm a very rare native Nashvillian, but native Nashvillians, especially from my side of town. So I'm not talking like the Brentwood, that sort of south side of town. Yeah. Brentwood, Franklin's like, we call that Nashville, and it is. And it's probably what most people identify Nashville with more right. than anything now besides downtown. Because that's where the you know a lot of, of music industry and other stuff's out there. And it's like, it, it's, a, it's a very, and I, I love it, and I'm out there a lot. But like... If you grew up in Nashville and you hung out in East Nashville before it was cool, like yeah. when it was still when it was only dangerous, now it's like dangerous in places and still cool. Right. We didn't have any of the cool parts. It was just always dangerous, and you just, that was just normal, you know. Um, you come from the streets, is that what you're saying, John? You, well, I mean, I come from no, no, no. no. I, mean, <laughs> I did know which streets to be more careful on, though. Yeah. Like you know, what I'm saying like like it was a because it was your street. I can <laughs> I can remember when I came back. 
uh, and we moved back here in 2004, uh-huh. a, a guy from church wanted to take me. He's like, I grew up in Nashville. We didn't eat hot chicken. Johnny, he didn't eat hot chicken in Nashville. My, I mean, I have friends who've been to London, and they're selling Nashville hot chicken in London. Yeah. Like, Nashville hot chicken is like a global thing now. I'm raised here. I never one time had a Nashville hot chicken. Right. Now, I'm sure they had it. It's just we just didn't do you feel do like that. it's a contrived thing? Are you... I just feel like it took off. Yeah. You know, and, and maybe, I don't know, we didn't, and, and to, to, again, we didn't go downtown a bunch and try to do a bunch of cool stuff. It's like downtown's where you went when you had to. You yeah. Know? And then it started getting really, really cool right as I left. It's a coincidence? Yeah, I like, think so. The Titans came to town the year I left for college. Like, they were yeah. like, it's like a hindrance was removed. But um, he took me to the original Prince's Hot Chicken. Uh-huh. And it was down, that was the crazy part. He's like, I'm going to take you. And when he took me there, it's like. It's right down from your house. It's right down from Shoney's, where I went every yeah. Sunday night of my life. It's next door to the bowling alley, uh-huh. where I used to bowl all the time, and where I would watch crimes be committed. Yeah. Like, it's a, it was a dangerous part of town, but it was a part of town I knew very well. My dad's school, where he used to teach, was almost across the street. Um, you just watch crimes be committed and not do anything? Well, I remember, like, one time we were outside <sighs> John, the bowling alley upsetting. at night, and I watched someone walk up with a tire iron and just bust out the back window of a car when oh, it was gosh. running. And I don't remember what happened. It's just, that's the only memory I have of that is just that window getting busted out. And then my brother or somebody probably was like, let's go. Like we probably just <laughs> got out. I wasn't going to – Johnny, at a 12-year-old, I probably wasn't going to intervene. And this was right near Prince's? Yeah, this is like Look in the this. same parking lot. Maybe that's how it got the name. Like it's stolen chicken. It's hot chicken. It's just they <laughs> took the chicken and bust out the window and ran. We don't know. I don't know. I mean – and I'm not – I'm not – again, it just was like – like it was did, just, did you enjoy it when you went? Did you like? Okay, I wish oh, I had experienced. You enjoyed it, or you don't like hot stuff? You're a hot stuff guy. I like. You like hot, spicy. I like hot stuff, Johnny. Um, wow, but the deal is about spice. I don't want to be too. Um, yeah, no, it's fine. You don't have to. You be, think it's fine? Yeah, to you're going to clip this out later and try to cancel me with this. Uh, I don't know. Um, maybe, maybe. The thing about hot chicken is it was good. Okay, when you ate it. Right. And I can handle hot things eating it. Right. The problem. Less good a few hours later. The problem, yes, is the. A few minutes later. There's a payment that you make on that. There is a payment. And. uh, Won't that preach? And it was. Some of y'all are taking in things into your lives. And it's about a three day. Like, I paid for that for three days. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't worth it to me. It wasn't like. oh, So people who just, like, take down the ghost pepper or whatever. I mean, it just, I'm just like, dude, it's not. You're going to get haunted by that ghost pepper. Yeah. It's going to stay with you. Yeah. Like, and so I enjoyed it. Uh, uh, Princess Hot Chicken, not a sponsor. But I just don't, And I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't go order hot chicken. I just don't. And I like spicy things. But when it's It is like, interesting, let, though, that it's taken off and people like associate our city with that. Yeah. When it's like a, when your when your food is like an episode of Fear Factor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, you got to do this to say you did it. Like. I just, I'm just going, I just like to eat food because it tastes good. Yeah. I don't want to be like, this might put you in the hospital. We're like, boy, you're going to be hurting. And I'm just like, man, <laughs> I, I don't I don't want to be hurting, Johnny. I just want to enjoy my food. Everybody has that friend that makes like the hottest chili and they brag about it. And they're like, it's almost inedible. <laughs> like, I don't want my food to hurt me. Just eat the chili. It's supposed to be delicious, right? Right. Yeah. I don't want, remember that, uh, episode of the simpsons this is back before i was saved where he goes <laughs> testimony to the, to the sushi restaurant and like orders the the fish that if you don't just cut out the exact right part all the rest is like deadly poisonous oh right 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 except this one part and so 
and like the chef's all distracted and stuff, you know, and Homer eats it and he's convinced he's going to die. But I just like, I don't want to eat a fish that yeah. if he, if he messes up by a quarter inch on his cut, that there's a chance I'm not going to make it. What is that? Know? Like loot fish? There's something like that where, yeah, it's, po- it's poisonous. But not all of it. Yeah. They do something to it to make it. But you still have like people like their tongues go numb and stuff. Like it's like, oh, oh wow. Mm, yeah. Delicious. What a wonderful culinary experience this was. Always reminds me of that story of our friend Brian Finley. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We've used that a lot, but the whole, you know, he had that friend who was like, you know, apples are great. I like apples. You know, but you know, when you're eating an apple, <laughs> like, it makes like, you know, the back of your throat kind of swell up and you're, you're, you're going your numb. tongue goes your a little tongue, numb yeah. yeah he goes you know apples brian's like uh bro i think you're allergic to apples <laughs> and he was this <laughs> is funny it's just a funny idea that everybody thinks i mean you know if you're if you're a an avid podcast listener you probably heard that story before, well and i'll put it in my show it's in my show oh, that's so, right yeah. yeah you put yeah. it in there yeah, yeah. your next Such album a, should be called you know apples you know apples yeah like you do yeah i don't know but yeah, it's like, I just, that's why I see, you know, people, oh, well, I say people don't die of hamburgers, but they do because they get E. coli. Um, mm. Here's the thing in Nashville that's a little bit irritating to me. Okay. And big cities in general uh, is advertising like local beef. Uh huh. Like, because I've never been eating a hamburger and been like, hey, this is really good. Can I just ask a question real quick? Was this killed here in town? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, are you kidding me? Right behind us. Yeah. We've got, our we, backyard is full of cow. We'll go kill them right. We'll we, show we you. We named this cow. Yeah. Right. Right. Here's a photo of all of it. Here's a, yeah. This cow was a part of the Nashville area. You like walk he, out there, there's like, uh, whatever the tape, the chalk line <laughs> <laughs> where the cow fell. He's <laughs> like, this cow had hopes and dreams. Yeah. He wanted to see this community grow. Yeah. And flourish. And uh, he wanted you to experience this. He was a part of us. Now try our uh, house made ketchup that we have for some reason. <laughs> that's got three drops of Tabasco. It's just like Heinz, but it's but it's, it's, it's a little better. It's got Nashville hot chicken we, Tabasco. We, we figured out ketchup. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. I like I like that. I think you can tell a Well, you're more of a foodie than I am. You just like Well You I, think I have the palate of a seven year old. I wouldn't you? say that you're that I'm say? more of a foodie. I would just say that I am superior in yeah. my take on food to you. And yeah. so I mean I would downgrade the offensiveness to just say I'm superior in every way. So Yeah. I appreciate you yeah. kind of downgrading it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You <laughs> muted it just enough where it didn't hurt. Listen, I am a North Nashville boy who hung out in East Nashville a lot to who comes from humble beginnings, who married a foodie. That's the deal. So everything I have... You hung out and watched crimes. I want to think that at the end of this story, you were the guy with the tire iron. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you go, yeah, some some idiots some out here smashing windows. Yeah. Yeah, I was watching a... Uh, <laughs> so my daughter and I are watching Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, the original. Okay. Okay. And uh, Is there a reboot? Yeah. Okay, I don't it's know. Bel Air on Peacock. Oh, I don't know this. I don't think it's funny either. I think uh, it's more like dramatic. Uh, I haven't no. watched it yet, but we kind of want to watch the the old, you know. Yeah, so sure. she she loves it, you know. It was a little more edgy. Yeah. Than than I remembered to be a network show. Like yeah. it, it was it it, you know, there's there's quite a bit of, of innuendo and whatnot in it, but mm-hmm. um but he's it's the episode where it's the guy from uh the Jeffersons who is Philip Banks, Uncle Phil's old like mentor like and he's Sherman Helmsley. I can't, I don't remember his name. The short, was it George Jefferson? I don't remember the character. Oh, okay. Go ahead then. But he's the short guy, balding, 
Yeah, that's George Jefferson. That's okay. Sherman Helmsley. Yeah, and so he's running against you know Philip Banks is running against him for he's a judge. He's running mm-hmm. against him for the judge seat. Yeah, and and so he's running against him because the guy's gone. He's he's like. He, they call it senile back then, but yeah. he's, he's like not all there, but he's like totally right. crooked and everything he's doing, spreading lies. So he has to run. It's like this moment. And so and so Will Smith stops and tells the story. He's like, you know, there was a story of a guy I knew in West Philly, um, and he had this – he calls him a honey or calls her a honey, you know. Yeah. Loved this honey so much. And uh, there was this other guy that wanted to fight that guy over her. And the honey said, listen, let's just flip a coin and uh, whoever wins, I'll, I'm going to go out with them. And so they flipped the coin, and she said, you know, if it lands on heads, then you get to date me. And mm-hmm. it landed on heads. And it broke that guy's heart because he really, really loved her so much, you know. And Uncle Phil goes, Will, is this a story of you? He goes, well, no, no, sorry. And he goes, I come to find out that other guy was totally crooked. He had a, he had a double-sided coin. Yeah. He had heads on both sides. He was cheating the whole time. He's like, well, Will, I'm so sorry, man. Is this the story of you? He's like, yeah. And I'm just glad I had that double-headed coin because that honey was like (laughs) – So I said, said, say, that's what they call misdirection. Yeah, that's uh, great. But that's the whole whole misdirection here. Yes, I was not the guy who – I mean, I think the only crime I committed – Let's be careful here. Uh, this is is, going to go forever. (laughs) There used to be a guy that knew that would tell a story. He goes, man, I got in a fight the other night at the mall. It was five on one. We beat the crud out of that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember like one, I snuck into a movie yeah. one time at Rivergate 8, yeah. which is probably like a 99 cent movie. And we got caught. <sighs> so yeah, I got caught doing Well, I'd already paid for one movie, but instead of leaving, I went, oh, you went? and went to the other one. Yeah, and I'm yeah. sure that happened all the time when you work at the movie theater. Yeah. Like, well, it was a 99 comedy. cent movie too. Right. You didn't have another dollar, John? I don't know. I was just li- I was with other people. Was yeah. Oh, so it was edge. just yeah. I was just following the crowd, bro. This is peer pressure. It's how it starts. It's how it starts. So I didn't do any time for That's that. That's your big crime. Did you just get run out? I did drive without a license. Oh. Uh, it was just a different age, Johnny. And so I had to, I'd already bought my car. It was a thirteen hundred dollar nineteen eighty eight Plymouth Sundance with mm-hmm. defective paint on the hood. It was it was a looker. Yeah. And a cracked block. Uh, but I drove it for two years. Yeah. And so. I got the car. I was so excited. I was like, and my dad was more like the kind of dad who, and it was just in those days, just different. He was just like, okay, you know, you're in charge of your life, you know. Yeah. I said, dad, let me pick up some friends and let, just let me go hang out, you know. And I've been driving a long time because of the lawnmower business. I was a safe driver. I'd already been driving the trucks around, not on the you know main highways or something, mm-hmm. but just to get them from one complex to the other, apartment complex, Johnny, to the other. Yeah. And so he was like, look, okay, if you want to do this, you could do this, but you know what happens if you get pulled over. Oh, so he gave you the thing of like, I'm not going to come. Right. This is this you. is on you. You're, you're it's a father you, you moment. Be a man, it's a fatherhood know? moment right there. You only had a, only had a uh, learner's permit, you know. Mm-hmm. So we drove as far away as possible, of course. I didn't stay in the area. I picked up every friend I had, yeah. a car load of kids, and we drove all the way out to Hendersonville, out to Beach High School, yeah. which is way out there. And we were going to go play basketball. We always like to play basketball. And the court, though, was not near like the parking lot it was like out in the middle of the field for some reason i guess huh. you know it's like i guess the kids would leave the school and walk out there so i was like we'll just drive out there i hadn't, i didn't pay attention it had been raining oh, no. so i basically went mudding in the front field of beach high school oh, no. in my car you just tore, tore, tore the up. whole thing up and we're out now there it's vandalism yeah and so all of a sudden blue lights and bro <sighs> it absolutely like 
of course I was the kind of goody two shoes kid. Like it. I mean, oh yeah, you I felt the the fear, mm-hmm. the guilt. The, oh my gosh, I mean, stuff I, like that'll still hit you as an adult when you yeah, remember it again. Like, you're ooh, like, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, and I remember the guy, one of my friends, like the bloom had, is off the rose. John's disappointed everybody. <laughs> he really is. And one of my friends had been in trouble. I don't know what he had done, but he started freaking out. He works just like basically like if he gets in trouble again, he's going to go to juvie or something. Like he yeah. was freaking out in the back. And I legitimately, the cop walked up. He said, let me see your license registration. And I kind of told him what we're doing. You know, officer, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize it was raining or whatever. You threw that kid under the bus. You were like, he's got two strikes against him. (laughs) (laughs) He made me. Uh, So he said, well, let me see your license. I handed him my learner's permit. Oh, no. And then he looked at it, looked at me, and he goes, you ever been in trouble before? And I said, no, sir. And he goes, man, I hate that. And he just walked off. And my heart, I mean, sunk. And I legitimately sat there. It's probably one of the first times I really began praying for just grace. Like just So he I, walks off, but you don't know if he's gonna come back and yeah. Oh, he's going now to check my license. Oh, he's gonna no. you know he's gonna know. He was it. like, You've been in trouble and you're like, No, and he's like, Well, tonight's your night. That's basically what he was saying. Like, man, you're that, that's sad because here we go. You know? You'll never be president. <laughs> <laughs> if you were oh, you know the Hamilton stuff now, yeah. yeah. So yeah. So yeah. I sat there and prayed. Yeah. Like, God, I just, it was probably a lot of promises, a lot of false promises. If you get me out of this, right. I swear. I'll never go mud again. I'll never think an impure thought about a girl again, like right. whatever, all the, you know. Mm-hmm. And so he walks up, and I don't know what happened, Johnny. He just goes, Look, <laughs> just get out of the field and stay out of trouble. And you're like, Sir, I can't. <laughs> Can you tell <laughs> me? Can you pull me out of the mud? <laughs> He's hand me the card and let me go. I don't know if he didn't pay it because it looks just like a driver's license. If, yeah. if he didn't pay attention that it said restricted. Oh, I don't he know. knew what he was doing. He let he me just, go. You're just Teflon, bro. I, no, I really This did. is why it led you to your life of crime because you're like, I can get away with I can anything. Yeah. Then I started just busting out windows and, but, and sneaking into movies. Stealing chicken. But it, literally, I thought the other day because yeah. you know, I, you know, I got my scholarship to college and I really thought about the fact that if he would have arrested me, which he had, he could have, mm-hmm. that would have put something on my record. And then when, when I would have gone to apply, that would have gotten flagged. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like it really could have started that one simple, just stupid kid mistake. And I made a yeah. lot of them, but how fast that, that can pile up on you in uh-huh. the system. Um, and expectations can get different. And now yeah. you're. You're a troubled kid all of a sudden. Right. You're in trouble. You know, yeah. you just, it's hard. It, it's hard to think about that. Um, and I do, I feel bad because, you know, we spent so many years, you and I both, in young adult and youth ministry. Yeah. And you do see how fast something can can go downhill for someone, you yeah. know. And you, yeah, you're in the position uh, to either, like, hopefully redirect somebody at a pivotal moment in their life sometimes. Yeah, or maybe to bring grace at a moment where they— They need a break. Right, yeah. yeah. They're stuck in a field, and they already regret it, so you're just piling on. Right. If you you punish them now, you're just piling on. It's that weird—were you here last Sunday? I don't think you were. We're doing a whole series called Out of Order. No, I missed it. I was out of town. And I did—I knew it was going to be a little more of a heady 
message, but I knew it was really necessary. That's how Curry described it. She was like, no, she, <laughs> yeah, Curry was here. She, she enjoyed it a lot. Okay. Well, I gave about a C plus. I, I went too, my phones aren't messing up. I went too long. I, I, Wait like, a minute. Your phone messed up and you went too long? My phone's where I keep my timer. My stopwatch. But there's not a thing in the back of the room that you could. I, I don't trust it. I don't look at it. Usually. I don't, I can't pay attention to it and pay attention to the notes. So when your phone went out, you were just like, it's I'm just doing this. Katie bar the door. I'm going to do whatever no, I want. I just, I lost track. I, I can't be looking at screens in the back of the can, room. I can't be responsible. Responsible for this? Uh, <laughs> how far? Go, how far over do you talk? How far over did you go? I think I went about ten minutes. Whew. That's a third long though, because you went, know you're new thirty I went, minutes. I went after prayer and everything. I went fifty-one minutes. <laughs> but you know what? And the staff had comments about it. And I finally just said it. I was like, "Hey guys, the other preacher goes fifty minutes all the time, and we only talk about me." Oh, you know, okay. I mean, I said it in jest, but it's like, hey. And then you guys fought to the are we going to? And then he and I had a blood match yeah. uh, out by Princess Chicken. Like he you know, took his tire do. iron, I took mine, <laughs> and uh, yeah. But I, I was talking about like the order of grace and truth. You know, mm-hmm. he's John one fourteen that the Word became flesh, made his dwelling among us. We beheld his glory, the glory as of the only, as the one and only Son, full of grace of truth, full of grace and truth. And I was like, you know, that I don't mean to be cutesy. I don't know if there's a significance grammatically in the Greek to the order of that word. But there certainly seems to be significance if you read the Gospels of the way that Jesus is interaction with people right and that when you have a a um a graceless truth and you become a rule follower you become a pharisee and you become one who's just all about everyone gets what they deserve all the time and that's true everyone should everyone does deserve yeah but you give yourself grace still because you know your good intentions right you're still right. you're still automatically giving yourself grace, right? You say, yeah, but I want to be let off. What you you don't believe in the universal guilt. Mm-hmm. You don't believe it. Like in the, the gospel says that it doesn't say all sins are the same, but it does say that we're all equally guilty. And I did the whole battlefield thing. Like if you came up on a battlefield, you know, there's a bunch of people there who have been killed. If one was killed by a cannon and one was killed by disease, you don't go. That guy's more dead than that guy. Right. You right. go, okay, it doesn't really matter how you got there. They're all dead. And that's what Scripture says in Romans. That we're all dead in our trespasses. And if you actually believe that, which is a very offensive thing for a lot of people, mm-hmm. a very offensive thing. But that trespass is not just about the sin committed. It's about the brokenness of the world. It's about the separation from God. And the sins committed are a reflection of that, not the cause. And so, like, you have to be challenged to go, do, do I really believe that my status before God is also death? If that's the case, then how do I become alive? It's not by anything I can do. It's going to be by somebody enacting a miraculous grace that brings right. life to me. If it's enacted upon me by no by no work of my own, except to accept it mm-hmm. and believe, then now if I really believe that for myself, suddenly I, I can hold different standards. I want grace for me because it's all punitive. It's all based upon the deeds that are done in this life. And I do believe in the, the consequences. I'm, I'm not a non-consequence guy. I think there are things that, you know, as I said, like, hey, if I go and steal, you know, a pack of gum from Walmart and then I go down and steal a car from the car dealership across the street. That's a really weird crime spree, by the way. <laughs> well, I mean, the deal is there are going to be two separate sets of yeah. consequences for those two things, and rightly so. I mean, but those are earthly Like, cons- hey, did you steal this car? <laughs> Listen, it's been a long day. <laughs> Just blow bubbles. Then you hand them your learner's permit and just pray. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of stories like that where I just ah crap. I just start praying, but yeah. But that's just that. Like, right? Grace Con- is grace is never fair. Mm-hmm. 
we just decide what's more fair for some than others. Right. And we go, well, did that guy mean well? And we automatically assume that we meant well. Right. Yeah. You assume your intention was good. It's very rare. Like there's that meme that from some movie, and I can't remember what movie it's from, but it's these guys talking to each other and they go, wait a minute, are we the baddies? Like meaning <laughs> they're realizing they're the villains. Yeah. And there's that moment where you have to like be honest with yourself. Yeah. And you're not the hero of your own story sometimes. And you go, oh, wow, I was completely wrong. We were, I was talking to Curry about that because we were dating when she lived in an apartment with some friends out of high school. And it was her first time ever being away from home. And like, I just remember when we were in that moment, I was I would come over there all the time. We were dating. We'd hang out. And then like we were hanging stuff on the walls and like and then they. The, the time came for them to move out and there's like this damage deposit and we like were really like slow in getting them their share of the money because uh-huh. we had to they had to pay to repaint and there was some damage and it was just like I remember thinking they were such jerks in that moment like uh-huh. God, God, leave her alone like we're working minimum wage jobs or whatever and then now I look back I'm so embarrassed yeah like I told Curry that I was like we were like such heels yeah because they were like a little bit older. One of the one of the people was a little bit older, and they were like had a good job and everything. But they were just like, "Yeah, we'll let this eighteen year old girl move in this apartment." And then her dumb boyfriend's hanging around all the time, not paying anything. It's just like we were such idiots. But I thought we were uh-huh. the good guys in that story. Yeah, yeah. and I look back like, what a, I, they should have just punched us right in the face. What yeah. what's wrong with us? Yeah, and I don't know if that's an age thing. I, I, I'm theorizing there's some things you cannot. You cannot grasp until you've yeah. had t- multiple experiences, which is sad yeah. because that means I have to learn a lot of things the hard way. But it's kind of the nature. And also the, the, the beauty of life is that it teaches you if you listen. But, yeah, I think about – for me, same age time, it's my father-in-law. Yeah. And I remember one night, you know, Laura had had, had all of her surgeries, her brain surgeries, all the stuff, and she was kind of better. It wasn't that long after. We were engaged. Mm-hmm. We were going to meet my family at the beach. And we were both just like wide awake. We were going to leave the next morning. We decided, ah, let's just leave tonight. We'll just drive all night and get there, you know. Yeah. And I remember him being like, he didn't stop us, but he was obviously concerned. Yeah. And I started thinking like his daughter just had a brain aneurysm and right. almost died. She's getting married. It's their oldest child. She's they're about. She's about to leave the house. She just graduated college and nursing school. She's moving. You know, to Knoxville. Yeah. And I don't have a job. I'm still in college. And I'm going to go drive. Right. Tired with his daughter. And the fact that, I mean, I would just say, I mean, even if you're in college, as long as I'm paying for something, I guess yeah. is your only, I'd be like, hey, no. That's the thing. I wonder how many things happen to kids because a parent was trying to be the cool parent. You know, and they're like, ah, I'm not going to say anything because I'll look like this heavy well, he said something. <laughs> yeah. But he didn't like put his foot down. He kind of put his foot. It was one of those like he respected our adulthood. Yeah. But let me know he's disappointed, you know. And at the time I was like, oh, you know, and now I'm like. Yeah. Now that you have a daughter, you're of like. Of course you did that. Yeah. And you were the great. You're a great dad. Right. To voice what you did. I would, you know, I would I would probably do exactly the same. Is thing. he listening? Do you think he's a listener? I don't know. He, uh, he's listening some. Okay. But I mean, like, I, but in all honesty, not just because he'd be listening. Like, no, yeah, you're right. Absolutely. The my, perspective changes. My perspective of what was grace and what was truth there uh-huh. completely flipped. And you just, I just think if you find yourself, I think I re, I posted my stories or something. Maybe it was Rich Flotus. Like if you read the Gospels and you, and you almost instinctively everything you read there, 
you find yourself applying the way to act to other people. Yeah. Like you're missing the entire point. Yeah, it's like the person that comes up after the sermon on gossip and is like, I really wish Sister So-and-so had been here to hear yeah, this because exactly. she's the worst. Oh, my gosh. Did you hear what she said? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and there is a place to go. I can acknowledge the faults of others, and I can acknowledge that they cause me a lot of problems. Yeah. And I am probably, um, like my therapist, we call, you know, we do IFS some, which is internal family systems. We, one of the, this is parts language, you have parts within you, you know, it's all you. It feels like somebody you call on somebody if they're having issues. I'm going to call internal family systems on you. I'm going to come to your door, like barge Uh, in. I'm IFS, we get like a jacket with the, uh, the blue jacket with the yellow letters, IFS comes to the door. IFS, freeze! (laughs) You're like, produce like, if you produce like your learner's permit, this worked before, can you please just, (laughs) you just go in the back room and start praying. Oh my gosh, that's great. Well, he always says he calls it my responsible guy. Yeah, and the responsible guy is overly it's it's a it's a pride thing in some ways, and it's a guilt comp. It's like a pride mm-hmm. complex meets a guilt complex. Yeah, and we just describe the subtitle of my life. Uh huh. And that guy, even when others mistreat me, mm-hmm. uh, I try to only own what I did to cause this or because I, the pride is I think I can fix everything. Yeah. Right. And then the guilt is, you still try to put yourself in the center of it. Right. Because of that, the guilt says, if you just would have done this Uh and then this would have worked out. So like when I'm honest and then it doesn't work out yeah, because I was brave enough to kind of go, I know this is how I feel about this. Uh huh. And then someone's like, how dare you? know?" Then it's like... Way more disillusioning. It, it's hard, yeah, because it's like, well, I, maybe I shouldn't have been honest. And, once it's, yeah. and I don't think, and we talk about that, I, I'm not like an, I don't ascribe to this idea today that the goal of life is to be most true to yourself. Yeah. I think that there's a lot of truth in that, but there's a both and connected mm-hmm. to this. Why we have to have an either or. Right. Like, to not know yourself at all. <laughs> right, is, or not is, try to better yourself, right, become it, your best self. Yeah, that's that, that. If I don't know anything about myself and I, I don't ever work on myself, then that's bad. But if I also think I can throw any situation away in the name of being true to myself, mm-hmm. like there are times you have to put your. In fact, Scripture calls you to to give up your life for others. Yeah. In, in finding out what that means, so like, what what can I lose here? in order to let this relationship flourish. That's, that's a godly thing often, but then there's also boundaries, certainly boundaries around abusive situations, both verbally, physically, emotionally, all of those things that, okay, that's a moment where you need to honor the person that God has created you to be, to realize that in his image that he does not desire that for you. Mm -hmm. Then they're going to be, if you go into like global socioeconomic political situations, there are those living under horrible dictatorial regimes that they don't ever get that option yeah. to like shift I'm going to go it. be my truest self. Right. I'm going to go change this because no one intended, God doesn't intend for me. You know, that's just like, hey, I, there's, there's suffering in this world that we all have to endure and in different places. So, you know, there's a mystery and a sovereignty and above all, there's a Lord come quickly and make all these things right because I don't believe that's his, his best intentions for us. But so I think like there's somewhere in between to go, hey, um, being true to myself is not my highest thing. Like being being true to my faith is going to be my highest place. Being true to my family is going to be second. And in that, the more I can learn 
where my pitfalls are or what I value or what's motivating me, Mm -hmm. that only can help me be more true to those by knowing myself. If if you don't know yourself at all, and I think it was John Calvin that said that, like, without knowledge of self, there is no knowledge of God. Mm -hmm. And without knowledge of God, there is no knowledge of self. So, like, somewhere in that sort of cyclical path there is is the there's no there's no balance there's just a constant almost like a ship it's just it's just moving amidst the waves you know mm-hmm. you got to keep you got to keep moving your feet you know based upon where the ship has tilted for that day and so like you know you're you're you're, you're moving across johnny you see the metaphor here i think I do. i'm in a um, ship i'm moving it's you're, you're tilting a, it's well, this, this ship, this, you've been on a ship. Like, yeah. Sometimes you've got to adjust the way you walk because the waves were bigger okay, that day. Okay, that will Come definitely preach. Guys, will sometimes it's a ship they've not updated since the 80s because it's a carnival cruise. Right, and sometimes you and I both went on that ship, and I sometimes went on it in my junior and high school year and yeah. 20 years later. It was still going. There's a vomit stain you left that's still there. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> yeah, this is where I handed the guy my... Yeah, <laughs> fake ID. It wasn't a fake ID, Johnny. It was just not the right one. Wasn't you weren't really? Yeah, you yeah. should not have been in that field. I should not. And I won't let my daughter listen. I'm glad my dad let me do that, but mm-hmm. it was just a different age. So yeah, um, and I'm not. Yeah. You don't think Sadie's going to get a? If I thought you know this, she's going to be out with her learner's permit, just pride, running the roads. This is prideful. You ready? Yeah. If I thought Sadie was as good of a driver at 15 as I was oh, at 15, boy, here because we go. again. My dad had put me behind the wheel of all kinds of vehicles, big yeah. vehicles. I pulled trailers. I'd sure. already done a lot of that. She doesn't have any opportunity to do that. And that's why you got it stuck in a field because you were such a good driver. I didn't get stuck in the field. <laughs> I just made a bad decision. I drove just fine in the field. Oh, I thought you said you tore it all up because it was muddy. Well, yeah, I tore up the field, but hey, the car this, was could fine. Could the court stenographer please read back <laughs> what John said earlier? It wasn't bad driving. It was a bad decision. Oh, you know okay. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Of where to drive, but I drove really well in the bad. Place. It wasn't bad shooting; it's who I shot. <laughs> I was actually a really good shot. I just, you know, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. We call that oh, geez. Uh, self-justification. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's 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 your mo, John. Yeah. You've been doing it for long as I've known you. It's fine. That's why I love you. Did you notice in the email that I copied you on the the other day that I actually used the words? Modus operandi instead of saying Embo. <laughs> I have, M-O. I've, because I felt it'd be, I feel like that was somehow less pretentious Mm-mm. than a capital M yeah. period, capital O period. Then I thought, it doesn't look right. And it was the, it was the way it looked to me. It was mm. such a, like a nerdy writer thing to do. Like I'd rather modus, just use the real word, you know, modus operandi. <laughs> it's pretty, uh, it is. It feels, it's a very funny. Yeah. yeah. MO is better. It I just, wonder if, if it's really operandi. Or if, because yeah. like, I don't speak Latin per se, but you modus modus operandi. I wonder if it's like really. It's like modus maybe, operandi. Maybe like if it's, it's two. Sort of, if it's two, because it's like octopi. Maybe it's, it should be operandus. If it's one, but if it's two, these are multiple operandi. Multiple operandi. Well, it's an oper. It's an operandus. Yeah. It's an operandus, operandus. And that becomes operandi. An operandi. But I wonder if they pronounce it I or pronounce it E. <sighs> There's no way to find out. No, there's no way. I wish I'd have taken Latin. Really? They didn't offer Latin. Well, maybe they did. It's a dead language, John. Well, Johnny, have you seen me? That's have true. you heard me? Yeah, that's true. I, well, but it is... I think your, your preaching would be a thousand percent more pretentious. 
can it get any more? I feel very <laughs> – I confessed that to some guys this morning. Like, I really – No, I don't think your preaching's pretentious. Get out of here. The guy at another one of those parts inside is always telling me that I'm just yeah. too much for everybody. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, John – you, we got this manuscript, you know, and it's a little, a little too long. And well, your sermon went too long, and it's like everything, like it's too yeah. many words, you know. Yeah, I think I have people in my life like that that I wouldn't say I, that they're not likable, but I would say about them they're a lot. That's me. I always tell you. Laura, think you're a lot? I do. I don't know. I think you think I'm a lot. I don't think I don't think I think that. I think you want me to think that because you think it makes you feel like whatever. I think you want to think that I think that you think. <laughs> <laughs> right now you're being a lot. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I no. try not to be a lot, but yeah. sometimes if I'm going to be my, when I say my true self, I don't mean being true to myself, but being true to my friend by being myself. Yeah. If that makes sense. That's true. Like going, hey, bro. Sometimes I'll just tell you like, bro, it's, this yeah. is going to be an hour. Yeah. But I need to talk this out. No, I get it. That's great. It's like, good to have somebody like that. If you're like willing that. to go. Like, if I don't do that, I'm not, I'm hey, not actually being myself um, to you. Listen, I am happy to be that person and for we, you. And we push record on all those hours. We do. And, it became and then podcast. we become a lot for other people. <laughs> and thank you, listener. Yeah, thank you, listener. We invite you to be involved in these perhaps overly, I don't think it's pretentious, but they're honest. They're honest conversations, Honest John. conversations. And they do it every week. You can go to talkaboutthatpodcast.com, find all our archived episodes, over 200 yeah. uh, to listen to. And uh, yeah, see all of our uh, horrible uh, picadillos. You like that one? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, look at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you can also click on Patreon there if you want to kick in a few shekels, help out the show. You can also go to our link trees. That's where all of our social media links and John's books and everything. You can do all that. Leave reviews, leave ratings. We love it when you do that because the algorithm helps other people find the show. The evil one-eyed devil, the algorithm, hmm. the soulless being that's out there <laughs> that tells people whether or not to find this show. We need your help to like channel him. Right. Like It's like a ship. It's tossing. I don't right. know. John's got it's an like analogy for it. like you're moving on the deck <laughs> yeah. of an old ship. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So do that. And uh, we just, uh, we love it. And thanks for listening. And uh, we also, we're getting into, we need some more, some more questions from our, we need to get into more of a Q&A. It's been a while. It has yeah. been a while. So send us some questions. We always like that because it, it makes us know like that we're kind of hitting the nail on the head for you guys. And we're talking about what you guys want to talk about. Yeah. You can email me those questions at john at johndriver.com. Beautiful. Yeah. And also, if you did, if you participated in the book giveaway and you haven't written your Amazon review, uh, please head over there and leave a rating slash review. Um, mm-hmm. I ask you to be honest, but in retrospect, some of you have been honest. And uh, maybe we should what I'd dial ask it is, back. Yeah, maybe like we want you to be honest, but could you dilute it just a hair? Sometimes people think honesty means you have to be mean, and maybe oh like, no, maybe it's like maybe honest is it's you like know, brutal uh, honesty. Here's the thing, like. If you want to leave, you know what would be really helpful? If you mm-hmm. want to say some of the faults of the book in the review, mm-hmm. that's fine. But maybe mm-hmm. maybe take a – maybe balance out how much you really think that diminished the stars. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. what do you got to be to be a five-star friend for people? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Johnny, you're a five-star friend, oh, but it's, it's not because so nice. I don't know the faults. It's because right. I see – It's because it's five out of ten. It's <laughs> 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 that's great. That's great. Um, also, we want to let you guys know that uh, the there will be some video elements returning pretty soon. So yeah. we've kind of been experimenting, and you guys know I was pretty sick there for a while. Um, and uh, we're going to bring some, some You didn't want to see any back. of that on no, camera. I didn't want to. Yeah, so, and it'll be new, too. We have a new sort of plan on that. 
and a lot of other exciting. Uh, we're actually been in some great conversations with some partners on some things, and uh, there's some exciting news to announce over the next few months because we're actually we see some dates now and some things in motion uh, that we're not ready to announce yet. But man, be, uh, on, be on the edge. The of your anticipation seats. is palpable. If you have not watched Johnny's brand new Dry Bar special, man. Go do go that. Drybarcomedy.com forward slash Johnny W. Yeah. I think it's, maybe it's just Johnny. Anyway, go watch that and you can get a free month of Dry Bar with the promo code Johnny W. J-O-N-N-I-E-W. Yeah. Get a free month of Dry Bar. Watch my special. A million other specials. So many good comedy specials on there too. So Yeah. Yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, by the time this comes out, also uh, a book that I collaborated on with we've had uh, we've been on their podcast, and actually we're going to have them on our podcast soon as well. But uh, my friends, uh, your Enneagram coaches, their company uh, Beth and Jeff McCord, great friends of mine, some of the just top, very very faith centered uh, um, Enneagram coaches, just brilliant people. The book is called "You Are More." The book is called More Than a Number. <laughs> Sorry. There's a lot of takeaways that say you. The book is called More Than More Than Your Number. Yeah. So if you're kind of like one of those listeners, kind of like Johnny, this is a book for Johnny. You're like, man, what's this Enneagram stuff all about? And also, or if you're an Enneagram enthusiast and you're like, what do I do next with this besides just go, wait, that's what a six would do. And you want to kind of, it kind of integrates a lot of that, those parts languages we've been talking about yeah. uh, into the Enneagram. It's actually really cool. I'm, I'm hearing some great reviews from people on it's, it's very applicable to life and it's very new and revolutionary take on the Enneagram. So maybe give it a shot. Check out uh, more than your number. You can see it on Amazon. It releases on Tuesday uh, and that should be the day after this releases. So yeah, check it out. Cool. Yep, guys. Hey, thanks so much for listening. Uh, we enjoy it. We'll do it again next week. I want to talk about that. is falling apart. How do you march when it would be easier to stay where you are and die? Join me every week on the March or Die podcast, and we'll discuss that and so much more.